Hey y'all, we're back with another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. And as usual, we want to remind y'all to like, comment, and subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to us on. So we're going to go ahead and dive into today's episode. Today is a little bit different because it's just me and Donika. We didn't prepare a question or scenario like Mm -hmm. we usually do. Do you want to just have a random discussion? Yeah, let's just have a random discussion. Okay, what you want to talk about today? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking because today me and Myra were actually together, so I'm in San Diego. So let's talk about um, the differences between like face-to-face interactions versus Ooh. this whole virtual video thing going on. Ooh. Uh, I think it depends on the person because like... Some people are still trying to super social distance when you see them in person. So those interactions are kind of awkward. <laughs> this, this, this is true. This is true. Um, I mean, I would say face-to-face because right now, me and Myra, we've been talking for like hours already. Yeah. And our, ideas, our ideas are just like flowing. And I feel like when we do our virtual, we be flowing, but like... Not, not like, like this. this. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we flowing today, so... I would say face-to-face for sure. Like, for people I already know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm not meeting with people I don't know face-to-face. <laughs> Y'all, I already had COVID, and so I'm trying to avoid getting it again. Even though they say you can't get it again, I still want to be... People have been saying that, but people also were saying black people can't get COVID. So, I don't know what to believe. But... <laughs> <laughs> I think you can get it again still. But they say, like, you have the antibody. So, it's not the same experience from when you first got it. Like, you fight it off faster. It's not as bad. Even though mine wasn't that bad anyways. Yeah. But that's because I take, you know, all the vitamins and shit. So. Mm. But I always prefer in-person interaction. I don't even like texting people. Yeah, no. I don't like phone calls either. Like, if you want to come over and talk, come over and talk. But I don't don't want to talk on the phone. I don't want to text. That's just, I've always been like that, though. Yeah. I think people just know that about me. I was just about to say, yeah, because yeah, if you call, I won't even answer. I know. I feel like I gotta let you know first. Like, yes. let me let me text her. Is it okay if I call you? I feel like it's a mental thing. Like, I okay for one, when people call me, I automatically think, how long are they gonna gonna want to talk? What are they gonna want to talk about? Because. All my life, people have always called me with their problems. Like, even before being a therapist. Mm -hmm. And people don't say, like, I'm calling you to talk about a problem. People call me. My mom. And she knows she does this because I literally just told her. Mm -hmm. She literally calls and be like, yeah. So, I'm at the ER right now. And so, they're saying I'm probably. She literally did this last week. She's like, yeah, I'm at. She's at urgent care. She's like, I'm at urgent care. And they're saying I'm going to have to have emergency surgery. I just wanted to tell you what, because my phone's going to die. And I said. And she does this all the time. But I have to tell her, you got to tell me what you calling to talk about. Because I'm in the middle of my work day. You calling to tell me this real fast. And now I'm thinking, dude, like, because my life, I'm like, you're basically your go-to person. Yeah. So now I'm like, do I have to pack a bag and come out there? Like, who do I need to contact? Like, I have so many things going through my head. So that's why I don't like calling people and talking to people. Don't call me. She didn't know she was going to have to have surgery, though. But people do it to me all the time. Like, I literally have friends call me and be like, yeah, you know, I was just calling to talk to you. See how you doing? And they'll be like, okay, so you doing good. So, anyway, I was just thinking. I've been dealing with depression for the past two months. Like, I, this happens to me all the time. So, I'm like, who's going to call and talk about what? And then, you know, you got that one friend where they just like to talk to you. So, they just talking about any and everything. I me feel and like, like that would be me with you. If I called you, I'd probably just... Well, I probably, it'll probably go all over the place, but. I just think of, like, close friends, though, those conversations, it's like, I love them, but then I'd be like, all right, four hours have passed. You feel like you have to save up the energy for them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think about my best friends. Everybody? Everybody, yes. Everybody. I have select friends. Except for my dad. He's literally the only person who could call me, and I don't be like, what is he calling you for? Because my dad is literally, like, he takes the time to listen to what I have to say. And then he takes the time to have those pauses of silence. That you like. And, but the only thing is getting him off the phone. Because he want to be like, so what you about to do? And I'm like, well, we ain't talking about nothing. Get off the phone. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite thing to say to people. If people is not talking on the phone, I'd be like, well, you ain't talking about nothing. So You say that? Yes. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go. At one point, I was like, yeah, I'm about to go for a jog. And he was like, <laughs> at 1030? 
And I was like, <laughs> well, I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Because I was like, I don't know what to say. Because he always be like, so, like, what you about to do? Like, let's talk about that. And I'm like, no. Yeah, let's, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess in our random discussion, to sum it up, right now, we're both, like, face-to-face. We'd rather be face-to-face with people. Yeah, I mean, safely, right? As safely as possible, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is true. But I am a phone person, too. But, all right, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's different, for sure. So, today's episode, what are we going to be talking about? We're talking about um, grief and loss during this pandemic and how it's affecting us. And yeah. just to let y'all know, you might have some uh, struggle listening to the episode because we are going to talk about, you know, very transparent things. Um, so, we just want to give that little warning. Trigger warning. Trigger That's the word. Trigger warning, yeah. Our- What's another word other than trigger? Oh, yeah, because you don't like triggers. What's the word? Activate. Uh, you so, might be activated. Active, you might be activated, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. There's so many different things we can kind of start off with talking about this episode. Um, I feel like we had Jay Nicole, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking we about love Jay Nicole. Yeah. yeah, we absolutely love her. Um, and I feel like during that time... Uh, Myra was experiencing grief, right? Mm-hmm. And just trying to figure out what that looks like. And then it just seems like, for for me, then I went through a stage where I had uh, lost my cousin. And it just feels like it's everywhere. Yeah. It's scary how it's everywhere, though. Literally, like, if I'll be honest with y'all, like, I'm going to use trigger because I don't even feel activated. Like, when mm-hmm. people, like, bring up the word, like, cancer, like, even we, like, we did the cancer episode, I don't know if y'all noticed, I couldn't really talk that much because I don't feel comfortable. Because just to give a little background, my auntie died from cancer. So now, any little time people bring up cancer, like, it's hard for me. So even when Black Panther guy died, what is his name? Um, ooh, ooh, y'all don't be mad. Uh, uh, Chad, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Even when he died, so he died from colon cancer. My aunt died from colon cancer. So immediately I'm triggered because what did I see all over Instagram? What were people texting me to talk about? And of course, people don't know like what cancer like my aunt had. But it's like even stuff like that where it's like you know we're trying to distance from each other. We're still in quarantine. What do we have? Our phones. So I deleted Instagram because I was like, I, I can't deal with this. Like, this is just way too much for me. This is way too heavy. This is way too close to home. Even when people talk about death, it's hard. But that just hit on a whole nother level. When I went to work, that's what they went to talk about. Yeah. I had nothing to say. It's like, yes, rest in peace to this man. Like, yeah. he left a legacy behind. But it's crazy how stuff like that, like, this is what we have to go to is TV and our phones because, you know, people aren't really doing stuff. Yeah. And I got to see this over and over everywhere yeah yeah no that's for sure something um that i've noticed as well so it sounds like in order for you to kind of deal with it you kind of exited and distanced yourself from everything that was saying like cancer 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 yeah then right we did have breast cancer awareness Mm -hmm. month right what'd you do during that month Mm, what do you mean what i do like what i do for myself yeah like meaning it was everywhere uh, still right you know what? I don't even think it was. It didn't feel like Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But it didn't. It didn't feel like a lot of people was talking about it. It That's didn't. Interesting. It didn't. Mm-mm. And I think people are still talking about it now that we're in November. People are still talking about it because of that. So I went for a run this morning, and I saw a group of people in pink, and they had on breast cancer awareness stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I feel like. And I feel like breast cancer should be talked about throughout the year anyway. Absolutely. But I feel like more so now, people are feeling like we got to keep talking about it because all these things happened in October. So now we got to keep bringing awareness because we didn't really get the awareness that we usually get. Because usually every time in October, we know it's breast cancer awareness. Month. It's talked about. Yes. But it felt like we talked about it. And then I was searching for other people talking Me about it. I couldn't find people. Me too. Oh my goodness. Y'all, that's wild. Mm-hmm. But usually when it comes to breast cancer awareness, too, it's always a lot of runs. There's yeah. a lot of walks and it a is. lot of stuff like that that causes And that's why be why. Yeah. And that just makes me think again about we're talking about grief and loss during this time. Mm-hmm. And things look so different. Yeah. Like, they're, like, completely different. Um, we were talking before we even got on the episode about, like, my coworker, he had asked, like, how do we feel about when people are posting stuff about a loved one being lost, like, on Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that? Because 
he was saying how like it doesn't seem like you're really connecting to the fact that they passed away and when he said that, I kind of got pissed off because I was just like, you can't make that statement because you don't know other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. Granted, when I would go on Facebook at first, it was triggering because it's just like, okay, I keep seeing this and I can't see this person. Mm-hmm. But for me, like writing on her page has been so like liberating and helpful for me. And so now that COVID's happened, you can take a person who's passed away's page and make it into a remembrance page. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? She didn't pass away from COVID, but I'm going to make sure that I do that. And now for me doing that, all her friends are doing it. So I'm like, okay, like, I'm happy that this is, like, in place. And this gives people an outlet to say, you know what? Because usually I feel like when people pass away from me, it feels like I just talk out loud and hope that they hear it, hope that it somehow gets to them. But now it's like, okay, I physically see, like, her pictures there. Like, I can write these things. That helps me to feel good. Mm -hmm. Like a, kind of like a... Like a virtual obituary almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of sounds like, I mean, some people, when they go to the grave mm-hmm. and they talk and they sit there, like, uh, on yeah. important days or something, where it's See, like, See, I yeah. wanted to do that, but she's buried in Mississippi. Yeah. So, I, in my head, I'm like, I'm planning a trip there next year, but usually, you know, that will be the thing that I do. Like, for my grandma, for example, like, I've gone to her grave and that's been, like, helpful for me, but now it's just like, where am I supposed to go? Yeah. I can't just get up and go to Mississippi. <laughs> You probably, they probably only let a few people in there anyway that say at one time. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. And I heard they're not really helping people, like, at different, like, grave sites when you go. Like, if you don't know where a person is buried, they're not helping because they're, they're like, no, we can't do that. We got a distance. Jeez. Like, we could tell you, but good luck finding it. And the places be huge. They do. Yeah. Well, um, I know that because with you, you said, or you didn't, you didn't get to go to a funeral or anything. Mm-mm. So is it because they didn't they didn't hold one for her or what? No, they held a funeral. So what happened was just to give a little background to y'all. So she found out she was gonna die five days before my graduation. So I saw her at my graduation, and then we planned to go on like this trip. And then she was just like, "Oh yeah, I probably can't go." And I'm very straightforward. Like everybody knows that. And I was like, "Why are you dying?" And she was just like, "Yeah." And I said, "Oh, okay." So, can you come to my graduation dinner? She came. So, wait, when she told you this, did you believe her? Or would you still like, okay? It was one of those things where I was just like, I'm not going to talk about this with you now. Like, I'll revisit this with you. And then, because she was just like, oh, I'm going to go to the doctor. But I have my aunt's diary. So, yeah. that's why I know everything. Like, I've, I've read through her diary. Um, Yeah, so when she said that, I was just like, oh, okay. Because in my head, people joke about death. Yeah. So when she said that, I was just like, all right. So she comes to the dinner and never, never heard from her again until like a few weeks before she died. So in the midst of that happening, she prepared her will. Like she said she wanted to be buried. Her mom died like on my birthday the year before. So she's like, I want to be buried with my mom. Like, cause her mom is from, I keep saying Mississippi. It's not Mississippi. It's Memphis. (laughs) So she's like, I want to be buried with my mom. And she had everything laid out. Like she was like, I want my, this friend to come take care of me when I know I'm about to really die. And I want to be mailed off to be with my mom and buried there. And she had the whole funeral, all that planned out. Mm -hmm. So it was literally like, and she didn't feel the need for me to know. So she was like, this is what's going to happen. So it's all planned out. So there was a funeral, but they only had six people there. So it's no point of this is what she wanted or because of COVID? Both. Oh. Literally both. The way she ran her life was like how things would have gone anyway during COVID. Very yeah. Very yeah. structured. Like literally everything laid out. Like, yeah. And it was one of those things like we got to get together and pay. Everything was paid for. So mm-hmm. literally just happened. Yeah, I know it was most definitely. So my cousin, uh, my cousin passed away um, in July in a car accident, really tragic car accident. Um, and for me, I had she had literally just dropped me off at my mom's house and got into a car accident right afterwards. So I was like very much so present. Um, and and then that like the car accident, um, it it just seems like. It, it still seems like a dream, y'all. Or it just seems very, like, I, I still can't believe it happened. Um, but I was in Louisville, Kentucky. So that's where I'm from. And in Kentucky, 
the COVID laws were, in my opinion, a lot more lax than California. Mm. So, one, when I went there during that time of July, I think the week after, or maybe a few days after she died, that's when they was like, oh, you have to wear masks. But before that, oh, we were wow. in the mall and everything, and, like, people didn't have on masks. Like, what? Masks was not that big of a deal. Like, they mm. was not making it, like, a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so, for her funeral, um, I think it could be, it could be up to 50 people at the actual like wake right the service Passover um and then at the funeral it could only be I think like 20 um but and I mean it did it caused like what it became like um you know people wanted to be there yeah so you got family family issues kind of happening people feeling like you know they they should be there people Mm. not being able to um and then like they had a closed casket for her so um because to be honest, they didn't like the way she looked, like her her body. She didn't look like herself. Okay. And so they had a closed casket for her. And that's another thing that, like, being this close to a death, like, I never, I, I, I never have to think about this stuff usually. The people who have died in my life, um, I haven't been this close to it in a sense of like seeing it mm. um so it's just just like a whole different type of like loss yeah um, for sure but because when I I like it's one of those things of like I seen her so I know she's dead you know like mm-hmm. I seen her take her last breath so like yeah. I know she's dead yeah but then you have some people who like wakes and stuff that like solidifies like a person being gone for real yeah but when you don't get to see them yeah you kind of like no yeah. They gonna call me. So, like, my sister, for instance, she kept calling my sister. My sister kept calling her phone. And her phone was ringing. But mm. it's because my granny had got her belongings, you know? Yeah. So, my sister, like, was like, like, oh, no. If I just keep calling, right, she's gonna answer. But, like, like, no. I've seen it, so I know. Um, but, so, like, she had a closed casket. And, you know, only so many people could come because mm-hmm. of COVID. Um I'm trying to think what else is kind of like the differences. Just like car accidents right now. So car accidents have been everywhere. It seems like it's been like a a rise of them since COVID. Mm. Um, even that weekend, that that night she died, I think it had was like several other car accidents in Louisville. Um, the other day ago, I was at the laundromat and I was outside talking to my friend and we hear a loud noise. I turn around, and I kid you not, maybe 20 feet from me, it's a car flipping over, like, several times. Do you think, though, like, because it makes me think about when we have certain experiences, like, it just feels so ironic that this just keeps on happening. Like, with the Chadwick Bozeman thing, I was like, what are the freaking odds? Like, I mean, nobody knew that he was, like, struggling with that, but it seemed like, for example, like, when my aunt passed away, it seemed like I kept seeing people just dying of colon cancer all the time. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is, my mom has had a battle with colon cancer, but she got her colon removed, so she was clear. My dad thought he had it at one point. And it's very common for black people over 50, but then it was like all these people dying from it. Yeah. I'm like, I've had experiences with it, but this is just different. It's making me think about how you're saying, like, these car accidents, how, like, when you have this experience, it's just like, what is going on? You know, yeah, I mean, it kind of pops up more. Obviously, we're more aware because, you know, people have been dying from car accidents forever. People have been dying from cancer. But But these are much more than before, though. It it do. It it does feel like that. So, I think it's, I don't know. I I I don't know either. (laughs) I've been trying to not think of it in the negative sense of like oh it's following me type of thing right mm. because I think that's the viewpoint of it does feel like that yeah that's the that's the kind of anxiety the worst type of scenario I can think of is like it's following me yeah um which scares the mess out of me um <clears throat> I'm not, because I'm trying to think of it as like I wasn't the only person at the laundry bag yeah you know what I'm saying like when that happened I was not the only person right there. Yeah. If I would have just, if it would have just been me and every time it's happening, I'm the only person there, then okay. But it's not just me. And yeah. that's why I'm having to like, the the realistic, rational piece of myself having to keep stepping in. But it's really hard. You know, like you just said, when it's like, no. For sure. But this is happening. I've never seen car accidents this close. To I've never seen that in my life. I had never, I've never seen a bad car accident in my life. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Exactly. So for this to happen, I'm like, 
Why? Mm-hmm. And thank thank God the person lived. Yeah. Everybody ran toward the car accident. I ran away from it because I don't want to see nobody else die. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be that close to death. I'm just not. And so when they, uh, when my friend, because my friend ran straight to it, yeah. you know, trying to help the people. You know, usually people are trying to, um, people do try to meddle. But, like, he was trying to help the person. Right, know? yeah. Then that man got out of the car, barely had a scratch on him. I, the car flipped several times. But do you think that's a sign that shows you that it's okay to not be afraid of car accidents? Like, do you... Because it's not like there's some type of sign there. It's a... It felt, I don't know if I'm reading it too far into it, but for him to get out the car like that... And he ain't got out the car. Versus yeah. your other experiences... My cousin died. And that would tell me not to be scared of car accidents. Like, I don't know. I feel like it could be so many different things. I know. It made me think, like, it was her time ago. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Which doesn't make me still feel good. I'm not necessarily angry at God, but it's still just like... That hurts. Who's... Like, why why choose for some people to live versus some people not? And that just... It's still yeah. just a struggle for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, obviously it wasn't that man's time to go. Yeah. And that's what it was for me. I'm like, that. that's what it shows. That somebody can be... That car accident looked... I'm just like, I don't understand walk out fine i think i struggle with that though like people's time to go because in this colon cancer conversation when chadwick boseman died all these people started talking about how to be healthy if you see my aunt most healthiest person you'll meet the lady was knocking on 60 looking like she was in her late 30s went to the gym every day played in racquetball tournaments traveled across the country to compete against people doing stuff 60 year olds don't do Dressing like me, living her life like me. Mm-hmm. And so when people talk about like this all healthy stuff and when you when you eat healthy and you do all these things, you live longer and like even like the flood of people like comments on her post, like I competed against her, top shape, like and so I think for me I've been trying to accept the fact that people do have their time to go because it's been frustrating for me because you're taught like if you're healthy, if you're a good person, like you live a long life and it's just that simple. And then I look at her and I'm just like, I'm kind of frustrated because it's just like, you know. She did all those things. Yes, exactly. And then this this people have their time to go thing. I've been really struggling with that. Because I look at people who are going and they're young and then people who are healthy and then all these different people. And it's really been like a battle of like, well, damn, I've achieved a lot in life. Is it going to be my time to go soon? And that's the sad part about it. It could be. And that's, I mean, all of this, all of this. The, the death for sure just makes that yeah it can be but obviously it's not and then it, it becomes like well why me why am I still here like she yeah. dropped she dropped me off and got in the car and then died why wasn't mm. I in the car yeah like why like that she's 26 like you know what I'm saying like like why are these things like no matter what you can follow you know whatever religion you follow whatever spirituality whatever you follow to Do all the things yeah to try to live the best of life. If you're going to die at this point, I mean, and I think it's one of those things where it's like you know it, but this makes it like magnify, like no. Yeah. One thing it's out of your control. One thing I was thinking about though when I was reading her diary, I thought about your cousin because you mm-hmm. said that your cousin talked a lot about her dad. And that really yep. stood out for me because mm-hmm. when I was reading my aunt's diary, you know how I said her mom died a year before on my birthday. In her diary, she talks a lot about like the struggle of feeling alone without having that parent. So although she had like my grandpa, they didn't have a relationship. And it made me think about your cousin because I just hope and pray in my head, like she's reunited with her mom. And I pray the same thing for your cousin. Like I really hope she's reunited with her Mm -hmm. dad. So where she feels the peace that she needed. And like when I read her diary and she was like, yeah, I feel so alone. Like I have no one. And she had all these people. She had me. She had all her friends. Yeah. But we could never feel that void that it's like from losing a parent. So, I don't know. I just, when I was reading her diary, I immediately thought about your cousin. I just had to say a prayer. Like, I really hope that they're united with these people that help them feel the void that none of us could feel. Yeah. You know, it is so true. And that was the first thing my granny was saying. Like, she's with her dad. He's welcoming her over, over arms. You yeah. know, like, that is something that she struggled with. And her dad died when she was young. She was like three and she struggled with her whole life just feeling like this piece of her was just gone. Yeah. And, you know, for for somebody to be talking about that, you know, at 26, when they're praying past the three, you would think that it would be some type of, 
you know, something kind of happening, some closure piece. But, yeah. like, no, that I'm talking about, she was, like, connected to that piece of her being gone, like, so connected to it. Mm-hmm. And it bothered her. Like, one of those, like, you bring it up, cry a lot. Like, really, you know what I'm saying? Like, really impacted. Yeah. Like, I still, like, mad. Mad at the yeah. world that she don't have her daddy. Mm-hmm. And 26, you know? And that yeah. happened that long ago. So, I mean, that's that's the thing, too. But then it, it's just... And then I guess that's the selfish piece of, like, but no, like, I wanted you here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, okay, I... Like, I'm glad, you know, maybe you are at peace, but, like, can you, could you not be at peace here with me? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, oh, it just, it's, it's... I completely get that. I completely get that because I think about, like, my aunt, how... Because I was really thinking, like, because I always think people teach you stuff. And I look at people in my life, and I'm always gauging people. This is just something I do unconsciously. Um, and consciously, too. Like, I'm always like, okay, what is this person teaching me in my life? Like, do I need to end this relationship? Like, what am I gaining from this? And so I say that to say, I was really thinking about, like, I really wanted her to be here, too. But then I was like, what did she teach me? Like, I really had to think about it. And so just to give, like, a little background, my aunt was, like, a secret child. And my dad found out about her a few months before I was born. And my dad was really like, okay, I really want to be, like, involved in her life. I really want her around. Mm -hmm. So my aunt was around, and then everything was kind of, like, catered around me because I was the only grandchild. Um, And so when my brothers came along, my aunt just disappeared. And I'm like, where the hell did she go? Mm -hmm. And so that happened when I was, like, seven or eight. And then one day when I was 12, I just called my dad, like, hey, like, can you give me your sister's number? And he's just like, okay. So I call the lady, and she's just like, hello? And I'm like, hey, this is your niece. I was calling you because I'm really hoping that um, we can hang out. And she's like, okay. So then I hang out with her, whatever, and I basically tell her, like, you know, this is going to be a thing we do once a month. And I just remember the look on her face being like, who am I talking to? I mean, this is right? So she's just like, okay. So long story short, she agrees to it. We do something once a month until I'm like, I go away to college. And keep in mind, she's the rich aunt. Like, the lady has money. So I'm living my best life. She's taking me to restaurants <laughs> where I see the food made in front of me. And I'm not talking about Benihana. I'm talking about, like, they go kill the food and, like, prepare it in front of you. Like, next level. Taking me to all these fancy restaurants. Like, just helping me experience the world, ultimately. And I just kept thinking, like, okay, we had all these experiences together. But, like, what did she teach me? And so I thought about, it, like, she really taught me how to love people, like, how to show people you can show them love, because she really struggled with the fact that, you know, she was a secret child, she had siblings who she was never involved in her life, you know, she had her mom, but she never really felt connected to people, and when she passed away, all her friends, all they said was she was all, you were all she ever talked about, and I was like, really, me? And they're just like, yeah, like, we know all about you, like, we know everything about you. Because you were all she talked about. And she just always talked about how much she loved you. How much she wants to do X, Y, and Z thing for you. And this really made me think like, okay. I can't be selfish and say I wanted her here. Because I showed her a love that she really wanted. And she really taught me like, it's okay to love people. Because I really struggle like letting my guard down for people. Like I don't trust people like that. Like I struggle even showing love towards my mom. But when it came to my aunt, like she had me 110%. Um. So I really had to, like, think about that. What are some things you feel like your cousin taught you? I don't know. And I guess that's the hard piece, too. Because with my cousin, um, I think, I mean, it would be like, like, when we were younger, we were so close. Like, <laughs> Y'all was tight. So close. Like, and we would, like, spend whole summers with each other. She would come over to my, my house, or I would go to my granny's house, and we would just, like, be with each other all the time but she was a year she was a few months matter of fact her birthday is coming up birthday's in a few days she was a few months younger than me so her birthday because her birthday was technically late mm-hmm. she wasn't in the same grade as me she was uh, a year younger so once we got to like <laughs> i would say like high school that's when it became like she became her she got her little friends i got my little friends <laughs> but we would still be with each other it would just yeah. be like not the whole you know what i'm saying we wasn't our, like all of my friends know her like no doubt like yeah, but y'all had y'all separate groups of friends. Exactly. And so more recently here, my cousin, um, 
you know, we on Snapchat, so we was like talk on there. If she need anything, she could reach out. I'm talking about we would we wouldn't talk for months, and then she'd just send me a long text message of something's going on in her life or something. Yeah. Or just be like, hey, I haven't talked to you in a minute. Yeah. Or, you know, we would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess for me, I guess I, I guess I could say what I've learned for her is just like. I don't know, she went hard for her family, like her her loved ones, like her brother, uh, my cousin, he's in, he's in um, the penitentiary, he's in prison, mm-hmm. and so like, she went hard for him, and I can't replace her, but I most definitely been like talking to him more, yeah. um, really trying to help him out with some stuff she was helping him do, mm-hmm. um, so he's writing, he's writing books, and so I'm really nice. trying to help him out with that. Okay. So I guess you could say the the thing she's taught me a lot over when I think about <laughs> like over the years in general, but for sure just to like if you can if you have the ability and the space and the energy go hard for your family yeah. and for your loved ones in general. Yeah, for sure. If you can do it, do it. You know, um, because it's not even that you don't know they're not gonna be here, but people need it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't know. The, the small thing you can do for somebody could, like, take them to another level, you yep. know what I'm saying, make them feel more motivated or make them, you know, continue knowing um, that they can do more or whatever it is. So, yeah, she went hard for her family, in particular her family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I think, too, so she would always say she thought life was so hard, which life is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she would be like, you just make it look so easy. You just got her. She thought I was perfect. Hmm. She thought that like, oh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. you done moved and you got your degree. You did, and I'm like, and I always would tell her like, I'm, you could do the same thing. One that, but I'm not perfect. Yeah. This little paper stuff you want to talk about what you see on paper is just that's that. I still go through life just like you. Right. And I always tell her like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> she be, like, be like, she like, teach me, teach me, I'm like. Girl. <laughs> Living day, I'm really figuring it out. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And so, I guess you could, like, she's encouraged me to live my life even more. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I'm not going to stay at jobs. I'm not going to, that I don't like. I'm not going yeah. to, I'm taking chances. And that is something that I. You got to take the chances. And I'm not necessarily a chance taker. And that's what I will say. I'm a very take the cookie chances. cutter. Like, this is what I need to do. Like, very much so. And I think it's the way to do both. Mm-hmm. So, like, No. I'm taking chances. When I came back, like, I, you know, I quit my job. Yeah. And I was already going to quit. But they offered me a promotion. And I still quit. That's how you know. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a, like, doctor. like she's speaking through you a little bit. Yeah, no. I would say so. But I most definitely learned some stuff. Um, it's the but. But I wish I could have learned so much more with her, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, like, with my aunt, for example, like, I think a lot about, um... Cause she, she's left me a lot and I'm like, I'm thankful she left me a lot, but I wish she would have taught me these things. Like my aunt has six insurance policies. Who has six, who she would think, six. who would think to have six insurance policies? Mm. Who would think to have four retirement funds? Who would think to have a CDC on top of that? Who would think to do all these things? Who would think to make sure that they have a condo paid off for and are planning to buy another home? So it's just all these things that she, like, did where I'm like, I wish she would have taught me these things because I feel like I'm, like, walking in the dark when it comes to, like, money and where to put my money. So it is certain things like that where I'm like, I definitely wish, like, she could have taught me those things. But I try really hard to not use buts and replace them with ands. And so I try to Mm. tell myself, and... I am going to utilize mm-hmm. what she left me behind and put that into something where she can be like, okay, like she wasn't just out here blowing her money that I left her on foolish things. Like yeah. she actually thought these things out. And I want to be very intentional with that just because it's just like, mom would always say, if you want something, if you work hard enough, you'll get it. She's like, no degree is going to get you to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. It's you who's going to get you there. So she'd always tell me like, yeah, I told myself I would run banks. So what I do, I took a class on banking, one class, and then I went and worked at a bank and I asked them what I need to do to get promoted and I got promoted real fast and that's why I run things at the bank because I work hard to get there. And so I'm always like, you know what, I'm going to work hard, but she's like, you work hard, you play harder. Like, you don't overwork yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't do that. 
So I feel like it's things like that where I'm just like, okay, I got to make sure I do those things. And like your cousin said, like, well, like you said, like taking a chance on yourself. She's like, like, you take chances. Like, if you want to do something, like, you do it. Like, I literally had her come speak for Film Scholar. <laughs> That's the only advice she would give because the girls kept asking her questions. And she was like, the answer is to do it. And they just kept saying, but how? And she was like, do it. Yeah. But what do I do first? Do it. <laughs> so I feel like that's like stuck in my head. Like you gotta just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Well, um, I feel like we've talked about a lot. No, I don't think we done. Oh. <laughs> so another thing in the conversation, Donnie could try to rough in the conversation, y'all, but it's okay because I'm here to help her out. Um, another thing we were talking about at work was things that people do in honor of their loved one. Because usually you think about, like, Dia de los Muertos, which I'm like, that's not really a part of, like, my culture, my religion. I don't really align with that. Right. Um, but one thing that does happen, I feel like with people who have passed away that are very close to me, when you come in my house, you see them everywhere. So, like, other people might not notice it, but I have, like, a picture of my aunt, like, two pictures in, like, every area of the house are, like, random stuff. Like, you can literally turn around, like, I have a thing on the wall that says her name. We look on the wall behind me, like, pictures of her. Like, I have her everywhere in my car, like, pictures. And I feel like, for me, although it's hard to look at the picture sometimes, like, it's like, damn, I'm just looking at a picture, like, it's not a person. It's also been helpful for me because, although I have, like, I cry, like, every day about it. But it still is helpful for me because I'm like, that's what I do, like, in remembrance of her. I can look to her and hear things that she said to me that have been helpful for me. I'm like, what would she tell me every time? Because I'm not going to lie, I cry, like, every day about it. Like, whether it's, like, I get in the car and I see the picture or, like, I'm in the kitchen cooking and I see it because it's just, like, there's no person there. Um, So it's been helpful for me to just think about what she would say to me to help me get by. Yeah, and I think that... It's interesting you say that because I think I was listening to, oh, J. Nicole podcast. Like, <laughs> so, uh, The Grief Bully, that's what it's called. Uh-huh. Y'all should check it out for sure. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to her podcast and I think she had her mom. She had someone on who said, like, that they actually don't put up pictures. Mm. And they said, um, because it's, it could still be a piece of, like, not letting them go in a certain yeah. way. Okay. And so for me, um, and I thought about this because at first I was like, you know, about to be OC, like I'm about to get a big old picture blown up, right? <laughs> uh, put that thing right in the middle. But then I do feel like I'm a person like that. Mm. That it's hard for me to let. So mm. her picture is my background, my phone. And, yeah, you know I have still things of her, but I feel like if I do, if I go OC, which is like you know out of control on it, mm. then I think it 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 would be harder for me yeah. to like move through those feelings a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and so. I mean, yeah, when I look at my screensaver, it most definitely, it, it just hits me at different times, mm-hmm. you know? And then I do have, you know, you got your family and people who will post or, you know, yeah. but it's not that I don't want to see pictures of her because I do, but I also do want to be, um, for myself, be mindful of how I need to heal or continue healing mm-hmm. um, and the ways that I plan to do it. Yeah. I think I just, it's just different ways that I, like, I want to start a scholarship for her. Yeah. Like, it's, like, so many, like, other little pieces I'm trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. Because what the picture's for, I feel like what I would be overall, and I think to them, I think, like, this is her memories, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, um, I'm keeping her, I'm keeping her name alive. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, right? So, I'm trying to figure out other ways to do it. Yeah. Um. For sure. So, yeah, and I also, um, I'm just trying to figure out ways of, like, like, cause for me, I don't feel like she's like, you know, people get signed like, oh yeah, I've seen a spirit or I've seen her. Yeah. I don't feel like she's talked to me. Mm. Um, and it's funny you say that cause I've been, every time I come across something that talks about spirits, I run from it. You do? And I think it's because for one, I haven't seen it. So I'm like questioning if that's even like a real thing. And mm-hmm. for two, I'm also like, I feel weird that I haven't seen it. Yep. So I kind of like run from it. Yeah. You scared? I'm not... I don't want to say I'm scared. Because it's like I want it to happen. But I think I'm more so concerned that it hasn't happened. Because, like... And at the same time, I don't know when that could possibly happen. Because my cousin... Her mom died, like, six years ago. And for the first time in six years, her mom came to her two days ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, that gives me confirmation that it might happen eventually. But I think I get kind of concerned that it doesn't... That it hasn't happened. Yeah, I think 
It's different ways, like, and because I know, I feel like you said it. You talked about, um, oh, like the butterflies. Yeah, like I feel like I haven't even got that, but I do think that's creepy. What? Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I got a tattoo of a butterfly. I never shit. noticed that. Have you always had that? Girl, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. How have I never noticed that? Because I mean, my chest, I guess, don't be like we I don't went know. to the beach and stuff together. Have we? We went to St. Thomas, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. I don't I know. I never noticed that. That's creepy. But anyway, go ahead. And it's funny you bring up the butterfly, because today a butterfly flew by me, and I was, like, so fascinated by it. So, it's different ways that, you know, you know, people think of, like, signs being sent from birth. They're lost ones. I feel like I haven't got those. Anything. Mm. But I do feel like I can feel her, yeah. like, um, like her present mm-hmm. at night. And, mm. and it's mainly... What does that feel like? It's, like, feels like something's there. Mm-hmm. And like something's looking over me, and I've even felt it hug me before. Which is then that was like, yo, what? Yeah, no. Nah. And I just start crying. yeah, and I just start crying. Yeah, like, and I think, and I do, uh, I do, um, like just you know I'll cry usually at night, and so I think, you know, her hugging me was like I'm here, <laughs> but um. But that's the only thing I like. I haven't got like no signs. I'm like, oh yeah, she's talking to me or yeah. something like that. But I for sure have felt like she's she trying to come for me. Yeah, it don't feel the best. Like I don't want to feel you there. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Like, um, like I want to see you here and feel you. Yeah, I want you to be here, obviously physically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you hear a lot about signs and stuff, and so now I'm. You know, I do. My dreams have been so vivid lately, but they're mm. not. They're usually not good dreams. They're usually about death. Um, mm. I've been having a lot of canceled dreams too, which is very mm. strange. Yeah. Um, it meant so much weird stuff like happening like that. But I do. You know, just trying to figure out ways, like I said, to stay connected to her. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, to live my life that I'm, you know, I'm here physically, mm-hmm. so trying to still stay connected to yeah. this, you know, because yeah. it's really hard to not want to, you know, not be in, like, a this all the time. For real. Yeah. I always think that, uh, just to, like, crack a little joke, I always think, like, if my aunt does come and visit me, she's gonna be like, did you just take all my shit and furnish your whole apartment? Because literally, this table was hers, my bedroom furniture is hers. My clothes, literally everything I wear every day, I'll be looking from head to toe like, dang, you really wear the lady's whole outfit. So <laughs> she gonna be like, dang, you wanna be me now? <laughs> like, calm down. Yeah, calm yeah, down. yeah, just like a funny little thought. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's important to talk about this just because we've had the, you know, this experience at the same time, which is just mm-hmm. like divine timing where it's like, you were supporting me, then I was supporting you, and then we're both having, like, this experience, and, you know, I thank you for when I was like, yeah, I'm not doing no podcast, like, I'm not about to do this, where it was just too hard, and, you know, I'm thankful to be able to do this with somebody who, like, we're friends outside of the podcast, like, real, like, close friends, you know, because I think this experience would be so different if we weren't, I don't know that it would be the same. Like, if this was, like, a job. Yeah, I probably would have had to quit. That's actually something very Because I think about, like, yeah. just to give a little uh, a little story, I was thinking the other day about, like, when you experience depression, if you're the person that's always strong, people don't notice when you're depressed. And I feel like, for me, like, you are one of the only people who actually notice, like, when I, like, had, like, hard times, like, throughout the year. And I think about, like, if I were in a job, they wouldn't notice. Because nobody at my actual job noticed. And most people... My boyfriend didn't even notice. A lot of people haven't noticed. Like, you were one of the only people, you mm-hmm. and my close friend, Diagene, who are like, okay, like, everything good? And, like, you even text me. And I think about one thing you told me a long time ago. When you're close to people, you feel their emotions. And it was so creepy because one day I was, like, having a really, really hard time. And you text me and you were like, um, I'm going to call you today. <laughs> I was just like, no, don't call me. <laughs> Because it was, like, one of, like, the hardest days. I'm like, no, don't freaking call me. Don't call me. And then you just call, like, yeah, I didn't call to talk about the podcast. I just called to see, like, what's going on with you. And I remember I was just crying, like, going on and on, like, what was going on. And it makes me think about this for a job. Like, I would have to quit. Because it not, wouldn't have been the same experience. Mm-hmm. And, again, like, people who I'm close to in my life didn't even notice the hard times I was having. So, yeah, definitely. I would have been out of there. Yeah. 
Well, we keeping our job. <laughs> <laughs> this one. This one. Anyway. Yeah, no, you do. That too. The feel the feeling of like you talking about the support, right? The support around you. Um I mean, I think when I, I mean, overall, when I think of my support, for sure you, um, especially because you just went through something uh, similar, right? You just lost yeah. someone very close to you, um, and like the confusion, the confusion pieces of it, right? Yeah. Um, we shared a lot of the same experiences of the, like, mm-hmm. does anybody else feel like this is happening? Because I know, like, I broke down crying to you, like, it feels like everybody's life is still happening, and I feel like I'm frozen, and you were like yeah I'm right there with you and I'm like finally because it kind of got annoying when everybody's life was going on and it's like I want to be mad at them it made me mad yeah for sure it made me very mad if I'm being honest um and it's not because I want people to be like hey like what's going on with you but it's like it felt like I was frozen and the world was just we're still here yeah like we're we're still still here here. we're still on this day that this happened yeah and your life is continuing I don't want to engage in conversation with you. I don't want to have no new experiences with you because I'm still stuck. Yeah. And I feel like that, and even still now, I still have those moments where I'm just like, it feels like I'm stuck again. Like, I feel like I'm back in this time where this thing happened. Oh, absolutely. I look back at my pictures on Snapchat and I was like, that's why I be posting my little, that's why I like store my pictures. Yeah. And when I was looking, I was like, dang, I've had, I've quote-unquote had some good times even during COVID over these last few months Mm -hmm. I don't remember them because I wasn't there Mm -hmm. I've just been showing up but I'm not there I'm not there I'm like dang dang oh Mm -hmm. I'm not there yeah you know like I'm like you just said I'm I'm like I'm frozen Mm -hmm. but the you know the side of me that understands I need to continue going on is trying to go on yeah but that piece of me is still, it hasn't caught up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I recognize the piece in both. Like, you know, you got to feel it. You should most definitely take a pause. Mm-hmm. But you also should continue as well, you know? Because I think it can be, you know, I feel like if I take a pause, I don't know how long a pause going to be. You looking from your nail and I'm sitting here at your house still. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's kind of trying to find a dynamic, but yeah that that's so yeah like everybody's still living their life um even you trying to live your life but it's like wait yeah it's like everybody's going on but you're still like stuck and I even find myself like um still reading like the messages like because when my aunt passed away she passed away three days after I saw her and she was like so when I went to go see her she wouldn't talk and my dad was like I was so confused because she was talking to me but then like just to paint the picture, when I went to go see her, she didn't have a relationship with my stepmom or her brother. So they walk into the house, and she's smiling. And then I walk in, and her face just looks like a dark cloud comes over, and she's crying nonstop. So the whole time I'm there, she's crying the whole entire time. There was, like, one pause where we watched TV. She didn't say not a word. Literally, she just said, like, text me. She barely said that. And it was like a text me when you get home. Like, I got what she was trying to say, but she didn't fully say it. And I feel like even, like, that moment makes me feel so stuck because for you to text somebody and say, hey, I'm going to come back and visit you, they don't reply. And then a few days later, like, you get a text, like, oh, they died. Like, that shit is triggering as fuck. Absolutely. Like, to have that whole experience because it's just, like, I didn't even get, like, a response from you. That's already, like, I know you couldn't reply, but I'm already hurt from that. And then it's just, like, I actually have plans to come and see you that weekend because... My dad was like, I think you should just come today. Like, I feel like this will be the day for you to come. Because my aunt didn't want me to come. But my dad, like, talked her into it. So I, like, literally canceled my whole day. Drove out there. Went to go visit her. This was on a Wednesday. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to drive out there Friday. Plan my whole day around this. So Friday, like, right before work, I'm like, okay, for the weekend, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to stay at my dad's house. Remember I even told you, like, I think I'm going to come live with my dad for, like, the next few weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like ready. I'm doing work. I didn't have no clients that day because so I was like, you know what? After staff meeting, I'm gonna go home. My dad texted me like she died. So it's like that whole like we just continues to play on in my head because it's just like there was no real goodbye because I had plans to see you again. I think those are the hardest goodbyes when it's just like I got plans to see you again. Like I plan to come hang out with you for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Whew. Now that, that it is, it's 
and being like the worst ones for sure. It sounds like to me you was just so important. Like you, I like I I, I mean I'm pretty sure we can't even put in words how important you meant to your aunt for her. Oh yeah. Like for her, like you talking about like the different like scenarios, like you walking in and like she's smiling, but then she sees you, and then even the way they kind of um, she communicated with you, it was kind of like she obviously did not want to tell you. Yeah. She didn't want to tell you. She didn't want to have to feel the feelings of, like, this is real. Like, this is, like, for her, it sounds like she kind of came to peace with it, but she couldn't come to peace with, like, you coming to peace with yeah. it. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and, it, like, I, I mean, I'm I'm really glad that she was able to have, like, that connection with her. Mm-hmm. I think that with, with family members, we don't get that all the time, you know? We and how don't. you met with, like, how you met her in general and the fact that y'all, like, actually had a really good relationship. Yeah. That came into wild. my life like six months before I was born. That is <laughs> wild. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me think about how certain people will play a certain role in your life. And I mean, like, you're close to family. I'm not. Yeah. So, my family experience, when people talk about family, like, I hold friends higher. And I hate to say that. I mean, I have a few family members and they know that we're close. But I don't have family members where it's just like, oh, for the holidays, we're going to their house. For me, it's just like, whose house am I going to? Like, I don't know where I'm going to go. Yeah. And then for her, she she had her family in Memphis where she visited them every six months. But no family in L.A. So, I think that it was just meant to be for our paths to, like, cross each other. And I think that I'm grateful. Like, you know, when people die, you know, their friends and their family want to know, like, what happened, you know? So people were blowing my phone up. And at first I was just like, I don't want to talk to them. But I called my mom because my mom, like, although we can have a rocky relationship, she knows how to talk me through things. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I called her crying, and she, like, talked me down or whatever. And I was like... So I cursed to my mom. So I was like, these people are getting on my fucking nerves. Like, they won't stop calling me. I go on Facebook. I have 100 messages. How the hell am I supposed to reply to all these people? Like, I'm going off like I'm mad. And my mom was like, think about it this way. If you would have never knew that she was dying, you would do the same thing. You would want answers. She means a lot to you. You want answers. So I called the people or whatever, and they literally just told me stories about how she talked about me and how much she loved me. And her best friend was like, you know how private she is? I couldn't find you on anything, but I want to let you know that she talked about you all the time. Like, even, like, her last days when I was, like, taking care of her. Like, you were all that she talked about. And I was like, okay, like, this helps me feel a lot better. Because when I saw her and the way she was crying, I'm like, did I do something? Like, because I'm all about respecting people's privacy. So, her and my dad didn't have a close relationship, but when she told me about the dying joke, I told my dad, and my dad was super scared, because he's like, I don't have a relationship with her like that, but, like, all of a sudden, they started partying together, so he was just like, she's hanging out with me more, like, what is this? So, when I told him that, he, like, put two and two together, so he made an effort to, you know what, let me start calling her more, let me go hang out with her more, and that's what she ended up telling him, but she specifically said, like, this is not something for you to tell Myra. But in the last few months, my dad was just like, there's no way, like, I'm not going to tell you. Like, I have to tell you. So I'm happy he didn't tell me that. But, yeah, I mean, it's been a whirlwind of different things and different emotions. I mean, me and this lady literally planned to travel the world together. Because she was like, I'm set on going to Iceland. And I was like, what? I've been talking about going there, too. And I named out the places. She's like, that's my list of places, too. Like, let's just go together. Yeah. So we had, like, this whole trip planned. And then... I was, like, telling her I wanted to go all these other places. And she was like, I don't usually go to those places, but I'll go for you. <laughs> so now I'm like, you know, and I got to actually make sure, like, I visit these places. Because yeah. we talked about this. Like, we, she always said, like, when you graduate college, like, I'll take you wherever you want to go. But when I graduated from undergrad, her mom had just died. So she was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So now I'm like, you know what? Like, how you want to do your scholarship remembrance of your cousin? I'm like, this is something I'm not doing remembrance of her. Go all the places that we talked about. Yes. And she always says, like, when you travel, you don't go to eat the chicken. You go to eat the food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do in remembrance of her. Yeah. That's, that's going to be good. And I already know that yeah, you're going to do it for real. Oh, for yeah. sure. You got to. <laughs> what? <laughs> But I wanted to share with y'all, so I was having a really hard time, I want to say like two months ago, and I had listened to this random episode on Jay Nicole's podcast, and she has said, um, let me grab it, because, I mean, when she said this part, I was like, okay, Jay Nicole, you just talking to me. 
Um, wait, where is it? Anyway, I can't find Jane Nicole's quote. I must have put it somewhere else. But I listened to, I'm sure y'all are familiar with the book Tuesdays with Maury. It's so popular. Mm-hmm. And he has a podcast where every episode is pretty much about death, but mm-hmm. in different ways. And one of the quotes he said that I was like, okay, this is perfect for me. Um, the quote is, death ends a life but not a relationship. And I was like, damn, that hit me in my chest. Because for me, the relationship is gone. Like, I can't call you. Because my aunt was that person where I interrupted her day, but she was excited for me to interrupt it. Mm-hmm. You know, most people are just like, what you calling for? She'd be like, oh, my niece is calling me. I'm a little busy at work. What's up? Yeah. You know, we have our conversations where it's like, I can't do that anymore. So I'm like, okay, but that memory can replay in my head. I still have the connection to her. So I feel like that's what's been helpful for me, just reminding myself, like, I still have their relationship. And I think about, like, all the things, like, I wanted to do with her, like, for, like, my wedding. Like, I wanted to have her, like, involved. But now I think my mind has shifted to, you can still have her involved. So I plan to have, like, a whole little setting for her. We'll have her picture there. Like, nobody sitting in the seat. Mm -hmm. Like, it'll be very specific. So I think that's, like, one of the things where I'm like, okay, that'll help me as I move along. Like, reminding myself I still have this relationship. Like, their relationship's not dead. This person may be dead, but their relationship is still always going to be there. Yeah. That's hard for me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, it sounds easy, y'all. The way I'm talking through it sounds easy, but it's not easy at all. Mm-hmm. It's and not easy. Yeah, no, you figuring out ways to, like you just said, to... um to keep the memories that you do have in a relationship. But sometimes the memories hurt, if I'm going to be honest. Because for me, when I think about memories, I want to read. I want to have them again. And even, like, good memories, like, you want to have them again. So I think about, like, for example, um, our once-a-month, like, dates. And, like, that was something I looked forward to. When I got to college, it became, like, every six months. But we always, like, went somewhere. But now I'm just like, I don't want to have once-a-month dates with nobody. You know, like, that feels like I'm going to really miss that. Like, I go to dinner with my mom, but this is not the same. Like, me and my aunt has such a different experience. So, yeah. Got to be honest about that part. Yeah, yeah. The the honesty part is that I know for a fact I'm not, I'm not, like, super, um, what's the word? I don't have the good stuff to say right now. I'm not in a space where I can say the good stuff. That's completely fine. My good stuff is, like. Um, I'm moving, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm living, like, I'm, day by day, I'm trying to do the best yeah. I can. Um, it's really, it's just really hard for me to, the, um, I guess, I, I'm not, it's not even that I'm angry anymore, it's just that it's just so many questions, like, I'll, I, I guess I Shit, still have hard. Yeah, I guess I still haven't accepted it, in a sense, like, it's, said. This is what it is. Ain't no, she ain't coming back. Yeah. This is it. So take the things that you do have, like you were saying, which is like, you know, the memories, mm-hmm. the pictures and all that stuff and be grateful that you got it, you know? Because that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Like. But I feel like that's on a good day though. Because I feel like today is like a good day for me so I can say all these yeah, things. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. But if you call me on a bad day, I'd be like, I don't know like what you're talking about, like. I don't want to think about memories. Like, that why are we talking about, like, memories? Um, Understanding that when it comes to grief and losses in general, you will have good days and you will have bad days. Yeah. Because you're right. Today must be a bad day because I have felt more at, you know, peace or acceptance certain days, especially mm-hmm. when, um, I don't know, I can't, it's, that's the thing, so you can't even pinpoint it. It just I happens when it the, happens. We talk a lot about, like, acceptance, and I still, I struggle with that. I mean, I told you that, like, five minutes ago. But the acceptance part is the part where I think that's where it, like, hits me on, like, the bad days because I I haven't accepted it. Like, yeah, like, I do these things that help me, like, feel better, but I think the acceptance part is something I just, I don't know. I haven't come to grips with. Because, again, like, you do all these things to, like, live a healthy life, to live a good life. You're supposed to, like, be a good person so you live a long life. And I think for me, the, the fact that when it's people's time to go, they go is something I really struggle with. Like, I, really, I think I've always struggled with that. Like, now thinking back, like, with my grandma, you think, like, oh, grandma gets old, she dies. That's even still something where I'm just, like, that's hard to accept, the fact that, like, a life is here. I think for me, building a connection and a relationship with people is scary because of the fact that they may die. 
And that puts me in a lot of fear of connecting with people. Because, like, even, like, Rashida, I started thinking about, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm tied to some people who I really care about. And if they died, I feel mm-hmm. like, 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 even with her, like, my world is shattered. That's my aunt. What about these other people? Does that mean my world has to be shattered again and again and again with all these other people? So, I feel like acceptance, like, I can't even talk to that piece. Yeah, yeah. And the fact of the matter is, um, it will be, you know? Um, and that's the part of acceptance, too. Like, that, like you, does that mean you don't get close to people and you don't get to have those memories and things that we're, we are grateful for on those good days? You know, does that mean that? Um, and that's the whole battle, like, trying to figure out all of this. That's exactly mm-hmm. what's going on. It's like, I can say all the right things, right? But do I believe them, like, completely right now yet? No. But mm-hmm. I recognize that I can't, like, let that affect, like, me showing up for, like, even me being scared to go home. I'm very scared to go home because I'm scared somebody's going to die, mm-hmm. right? And I'm scared I'm going to be there. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is my family's going to die. People, they're going to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, does that mean I don't be, do I, do I, do I never go home? You know? Yeah. Do I stay out here? They're going to die regardless, whether I'm there or not. Mm-hmm. So do I get to build on these relationships and do I get to have memories with them and do I get to you know like with my cousin you know we ate really good we had a great time that night before she died you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying I do get that I do get to say you know I like my cousin like I knew a lot about her you know what I'm saying like we we had we had those memories I do get to say that so I recognize that and I will say that's at least something that I've been trying to like keep in touch with is like yeah no I'm for sure can't be scared to I'm definitely scared because you're making me think about how I run from people I'm sorry (laughs) no it's fine because I feel like this is something I need to like work through like I definitely run from people like I don't care to build a relation like I have strong relationships with people but I even find myself like running from them because I'm like if they were to die tomorrow I don't want to feel like extra hurt because I build such a strong connection with them like so I'm gonna keep my distance because we can't get too close because, like I said, like, from the beginning, like, the story with my aunt, I really worked hard to show her that I loved her, mm-hmm. and I don't do that with people. Like, I'm very, I'm not closed off, but I only allow people to know so much about me. I only open so much to people. But for her, I was, like, all cards are on the table. Like, the lady knew everything about me. Yeah. Like, all my business. Like, stuff I didn't tell my parents, she knew. Mm-hmm. And she was just my person. So, I feel like for me to put all this love into someone it was almost like a kid like a mom to a kid like you put all this love into a kid so they could show them they could you could show your child they can love other people I feel like I was doing that so much with her it's kind of scary to like show other people love on that level because then it's just like then you lose them and then and then what so yeah yeah no it's all facts but um and obviously I know you know you gotta most definitely work through that think about the people who are here that are not getting those things that you can give to them or you can benefit from them. If you open up more, who knows what'll come to you? You know, those, the relationships, the friendships, like Mm -hmm. the opportunities, right? To maybe, maybe you find somebody who teach you more of this wealth stuff if you Mm -hmm. open up a little bit more, right? (laughs) Um, Like the stuff that you could be missing because of like this. I mean, I think about it all the time, but I think for me, I have to be okay with stepping into that uncomfortability. Because there's literally like... That's what it is, uncomfortable. I even have to tell my mom because my mom gets frustrated with me because I don't like hugging and kissing people. Like, that's not my thing. Like, when people hug me, it feels like I'm showing them a vulnerable side of me, so I'll side hug you to death. But Mm -hmm. for a real Mm -hmm. hug, like, that's a whole nother level for me that I don't care to, like, get into. And so I literally had to tell my mom, I was like, you know what, I really want to try. My mom loves me to death. I love the lady to death too, but I really struggle with opening up to people. And my mom was like, I'm your mom. And I'm just like, that doesn't mean anything for me. Like, I still struggle. And so I had to text her and tell her, like, me being closed off is not a you thing. It's a me thing. And my grandma has always told me, like, you don't show affection towards people. Like, you need to stop doing that. And I try so hard, but it's like, it feels impossible for me to do. And I told my mom, like, I'm really going to try and open up our relationship. Because my mom tells me everything, but I tell her, like, 50%. So I was like, I'm going to try and be more open with you, try to express that with you. But I was like, it's important for you to realize that it's so hard for me. Because I don't do it with people. And my mom knows I did that with my aunt. And she's like, you know, I get it. Like, you know, with your aunt just passing, 
this is who you are, but I'll be patient with you. And I was like, thank you, because I'm really trying, but it feels almost impossible to do. Like, I literally can't do it. Like, even with, like, the hugging thing, when people hug me, I'm ah! Like, I literally feel like I'm, like, dying inside. Like, don't hug me! Don't do that! Because you're scared. I'm so scared. What will happen is so you know, scared. the connections that you can even get. That's how you know you might have a hug, right? Yeah. The connections that you can even get through a hug. Yeah. Which is real. It's real. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. That energy. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But kudos to you for um, being open to, like, you know, opening up a little bit more to your mom, but also for your mom for being patient. So I'm saying, like, yeah, she's know, trying. Exactly, and that's all you can do. But a lot of times we don't get that patience too, right? So obviously, I'm not about to open up to you. You ain't got patience. <laughs> I'm feel comfortable. Sure. I'm not feel comfortable. I'm comfortable already, but now yeah. I'm feeling more comfortable. So you you find the people and that have the patience for it, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. And thank so. you for being open and vulnerable. I mean, this is not you know an easy topic to talk about. No, I'm what that person where I don't talk about death and like it weirds me mm-hmm. out. Like I'll talk about it to a certain extent, and then I'm like, uh, oh, this is where we're gonna end. Mm-hmm. So for us to do this for a whole hour, I feel like you know something that. Yeah, no, this is real. This is real. Um, I most definitely been wanting to stop this episode for a long time now, uh, because it is it's very vulnerable yeah. And, uh, I feel like this was like a whole little therapy session. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, Did I therapize you? No, no, no. <laughs> just, just like getting to express myself mm-hmm. like openly in a certain way that you know I just don't get to do all the time. Yeah, and especially with like you, obviously, who like I like we talking about, we have a lot of similarities in the fact that we kind of been through, um, like us even recognizing this certain stuff that like oh snap, me too, oh snap, you know, like yeah. I feel like I haven't had this conversation with anybody. Um, so it it does it feels. I don't want to say therapeutic, but it feels like a... Like a needed conversation. Yeah, it feels like a needed conversation. And I really hope that people (laughs) have got something from this uh, conversation, our episode today. Um, I hope that y'all have been able to join us in as we got vulnerable. Um, Maybe you thought about something or maybe you even had to stop the episode to, you know, let out some tears or kept it going. But yeah. I just hope that whatever it was, it was helpful for you. Definitely. And um, in honor of, you know, if anyone may have passed in your life, and I know Donika's cousin's birthday is coming up, I just want to do like a quick moment of silence. And I just want to make sure that we did that in remembrance of our loved ones or whoever you may be thinking of just to, you know, provide that space and, Thank y'all for tuning into this week's episode of Black Men Healing Podcast. And be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And thank you again for going there with us if you listen all the way to the end.